The IDP Pro Players Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of their polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by our SGPN NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 in cash and a $100 gift card, and you can sign up today for free, exclusively on the SGPN app. The IDP Pro Players Pod is a proud member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, home of the hottest, smartest, and fastest-growing sports gambling and fantasy football providers in professional sports entertainment to date. And now, without any further delay, here's your veteran, infamous No Dirty O in season and senior IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary, the IDP tipster, coming off the edge as always with their deepest standard league NFL defensive takes. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined with the senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. Excited. Excited. Yes, sir. We're both excited because this week we got Ryan Kramer at Kramercentric on Twitter, one of uh, maybe the founding father of SGPN, the entire network. Oh, Ryan, yeah. how are you, sir? Oh, I mean, I and I hear we're we're hot. I, I like that. This is this is a sexy mm-hmm. party here. We have yeah, the yeah. hottest analysts in the in the game. Yeah, no, uh, Sean and I we we decided to t- start talking sports gambling a while back, and uh, turned into a bit of a network. And now, yeah, here we are. So. I'll give him a little bit of credit, but, you know, it was a team effort. Yeah, certainly has grown. That's for sure. So we may as well start at the beginning, right? Like I saw that tweet you guys put out a couple few weeks ago, you know, where we were, where we are now. And man, what a difference. How did you guys come up with the idea for SGPN and how did we get to where we are today? You know, it's funny the things that people react to on the social media uh, certainly kind of a fun journey. And yeah, I mean, in the beginning it was, it was literally 2011 podcasting was, was fairly new. It wasn't super new. Uh, Sean stacking the money green. He had a comedy podcast already. And so this website website that was offering this like fantasy sports book product where you could bet fake credits and win and if you were really good people could follow your picks and they and they could they would get paid off of that and so that that was the origin this this website i couldn't even tell you what they what their name was they i think they went out of business after one season they reached out they said hey we're looking for a weekly nfl show at this point we had already kind of become the spot where football happened whether it was when we were living together in a house in burbank california uh or if it was just on a random Sunday, because if you've ever been out to Los Angeles, sports is generally not the first priority and especially not football. So when they reached out and asked about us starting a show, we were like, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. We're already doing it. We talk football all week. Let's just record it, put it out, figure out how to do this podcast thing. And so that, w- that was the beginning. We broke down the games. Uh, 2011 was the first year. Gi- shout out to my Giants. They won the Super Bowl that year. You know, we just stopped at the end of the year because we didn't know any better. We 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 took a lot. I think we might have even taken the whole off season off. We showed back up year two, and we realized, hey, maybe we should cover March Madness. And 
you know, expanded all the way right. to where we were doing daily podcasts. And then around 2017, we saw the people were talking legal sports gambling. And if you haven't heard the story, Sean won uh, 200 grand. And so we had this kind of sweet convergence of events. And that's when we decided to launch the company, the network, and figured, you know, the way that we got started was we just got started. And we grew because people liked what, what we were talking about and they stuck around because they wanted to support us. And our goal with the network was let's let's kind of build a framework where we can b- bring people in who have that same kind of independent energy. They want to work for themselves, but they also want to work for this collective good with the idea that the tide rises. Everyone's ship hopefully is floating up to the top with us. And yeah, it's been a, it's been a trip because. You know, it's always fun when, when we see, you know, it's 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 March Madness and we see our show or we see our college basketball show trending. It's, you know, we see our NBA show trend. It's it's just as fun as when our show kind of started to gain that audience as it has been for some of our other shows to start to grow and see that that flywheel principle take off. I love riding a coattail, man. I, don't know why. <laughs> I appreciate you bringing me on to SGPN, allowing this opportunity, sir. Well, and Gary, I don't know if you, I don't know if you see, but like we do have a slightly different vibe. I know you've joined some of our kind of corporate uh, company happy hours. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit oddball, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you fit right in. I, I, I feel like what what we offer is a safe mm-hmm. place for all degenerates, no matter right. what you look like. The individual thinking is a beautiful. Yeah, I mean, thing. Look, I love you, that, and I think it's important. I think the number one thing we're seeing people fail at in both the fantasy space and the sports gambling space is doing the same thing that someone else has done not trying to be be yourself not trying to you'll, you'll go to so many seminars and so many of these trade shows where you'll hear successful content creators say you got to be yourself got to be your go out be yourself and it'll just work out and it's like on some level that's great advice like well obviously if it was that easy I do think like not taking someone's creative control away mm-hmm. and, and right. essentially understanding that Long form audio, aka a podcast or a long form video podcast, is a very intimate relationship between you and probably one other person in their car or working out, doing something else. And you really have to work to gain that attention, build that relationship to where that one day they respond to you in their subconscious mm-hmm. and you have at that point. And so, yeah, I think, I think you can't be unnatural when you're doing that. It's, it's a lot like inception, like, like your brain will pick up on it. You know, this, this doesn't oh, yeah. belong here. So I think, and that comes from personality, right? So, but yeah. You can ask John, you don't get the same Gary that you had five, six years ago because I learned on social this media. Is true. This is true. <laughs> if I want to make it in this industry, you only burn so many bridges. So hot, I guess you could say. And it's helped set up me and John getting to work together and getting this opportunity, man. So I love it. The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcasts are now offering rewards for every episode downloaded and listened to on Spotify. Earning our Dejan points by answering the posted Q&A questions now included in any of our great shows. And this month, SGPN Fantasy Football is currently giving away a $50 gift card. So what are you waiting for? Go to Spotify, listen in, and join in on the fun with SGPN Fantasy Football.
The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements policy. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they've told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence, because they have your back long after you make the purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And exclusive to our listeners, Shady Rays is offering their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try them for yourself. These shades are rated five stars by over 200,000 people. We're also brought to you by the NBA Survivor Challenge. Make sure to check out our NBA Playoffs Survivor Challenge. Completely free to enter, and the winner gets $250 in cash and a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Tell us about the second place with the Millie Maker. That immediately piqued my interest. That must have been huge for you guys in terms of having the capital to do what you want to do with this, I'm assuming? I would be incorrect in saying it had nothing to do with it. It probably had less to do with it than it, it's a better story. But as the bystander, I mean, we spend week one of the NFL season in Vegas every year. It, it's kind of a staple. If, you're, if, you, if you ever want to hang out with us, like come to Vegas week one of the NFL season, we will be there. Uh, we will be watching games. We will be getting drunk. We will be participating in all sorts of activities <laughs> that Vegas has to offer. Nice. And this year was 2017. And, and yeah, he, we, we had done our, our DFS preview. And I, I vividly remember that every year uh, Sean gets way into like one guy. He reads too much in the preseason. He just gets into one guy. And that year it was Tariq Cohen. And Tariq Cohen, if you remember, 2017 had an amazing first game where he caught like 10 passes. He was 3K in the Millie Maker. On top of that, he, he played a bunch of Eagles because he's an Eagles fan, and they <laughs> slaughtered the, the Redskins that day. And well, anyway, long story short, like it, after the early games, he's sitting in first on a million with a nice lead. Late into the, the second games, he's in first until Scott Tolzien throws his second pick six of the day against Ooh. the St. Louis Rams. So we have a running gag on our show, like Scott Tolzien, oh, Sean, 800K. <laughs> but the craziest part of the story is that, that that was back when the Millie Maker included the night game, Giants-Cowboys game. And you might remember it because Odell was a late scratch. So there were a lot of people that couldn't pivot off Odell to anyone, and it turned out to be like a gross, slow-scoring, like, I don't know, it could have been 14-9, or even maybe there weren't any touchdowns. Anyway, long story short, he, he holds down the second place, wins the 200K, and just, you know, any, any, any normal human being would immediately want to leave Vegas because in, in his mind something was going to go wrong, or, you know, you know how it goes. Right, right. We just need to get secure the bag. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, certainly – it, it it certainly helped uh, to have money 
right? Like, and then there is some crypto stuff along the way. Look, when you're in sports gambling and you're dealing with maybe organizations that operate mm-hmm. out of Costa Rica or other countries, mm-hmm. cryptocurrency became this thing as well that kind of like accidentally helped us a bit in terms of some capital to, especially with expansion, right? Because, and not to, not to dive too deep into it, but like a, one of our big things was when we expand and bring people on, we wanted to pay them. We didn't want to play this free roll game of, oh, we'll trade exposure for your time. And so, yeah, that, that was kind of it. Like we needed a little bit of capital and, and yeah, like things certainly help. But also it's it's a better marketing story than it is like yeah. the real driver in terms of the, the success of the business. It's a beautiful thing, man. God damn. Nice. I know, right? I'm jealous. Right, I'm right. Those. Yeah. Hey, oh, so yeah. While, while we're on it, while we're on DFS, let's get into it. So. You guys are known degenerates. What are your thoughts on the current landscape? We've got algorithms, optimizers. I used to play DFS a ton, and uh, I know what you're talking about with the offshore stuff, too. I had a Bovada <laughs> account back in the day, so we're, we're talking the same language here. But I don't play DFS anymore. I strictly sports gamble because you can actually win sports gambling. Mm-hmm. You can't win DFS, but I just want to get your take on it. So, yeah, it's an interesting because I, I agree, right? The, the A lot of the edge has been squeezed out of DFS. You can, whether it's gripes with the platform, uh, especially with FanDuel, or it's just gripes with the idea that you're playing against, like, perfection. You're playing against the solver. And obviously, you're not going to, you're, you're not going to ever beat the solver. Where Now, where I do find to have, I'm always going to fire the Millie Maker. I'm always going to fire one right. lineup of the Millie Maker, just like I'm going to buy a, a uh, Powerball ticket when it gets over a billion dollars, but I've been actually having a lot of fun playing uh, two and three man contests. I've been really trying to focus on the idea of playing like, what is this cash play? Like, what is because obviously, like you can easily plug into an optimizer. What is optimal? And optimal and cash have converged into the same thing. And I. I think there. I think it's still a fun game to play to play against that computer, because I'm not playing enough lineups for me to get like you know jammed into the margin, but I'm playing at a, at a high enough stakes where I'm ha- I'm having some fun with it. And last year was was good for me. Uh, I, I I did pretty good. I watch like I'm a guy who watches the games. I understand the game of fantasy football. I understand the game theory. Uh, of how to play big contests, how to play small contests, and like what, 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 where a cash lineup is going to differ than a GPP lineup. But I actually just find like the construction of a cash lineup to be an interesting problem to solve. I'm one of these guys, like I got a family. So Sundays, to make Sunday about football, it had to be a working day. And to make it a real working day, my ass is like out of the house by 545. So I have this time I'm on, I'm on the West coast. So I have that time to like sit and actually digest what I want to turn my, my lineup, my thoughts into a lineup. And so I, I, I would say I, I played way more cash last season than I ever have. And I, I enjoyed it a lot. So to your point, I, you know, it's a small percentage of what I bet on the games. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. probably not that far off of you. I still enjoy the game of it. I still enjoy mm-hmm. You know, we run a uh, like a little hundred dollar winner take all contest where it's like I still like the feeling of taking that thing down on a weekend. And so I think for me, it's like the, the game theory and the, the competition angle is more fun. I, I'm not firing off, you know, max entries into stuff and and I'm not using an optimizer or anything cool like that. I'm I'm a hand builder. 
art, uh, artisanal <laughs> hand crafter of lineups. Nice. That, that's awesome, man. I love that. The IDP Bros podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball daily games. Plus, they're already doing best balls for the 2023 NFL season. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. You know, before I got out of it, it was single entry and a lot of super flex because there aren't as many people or optimizers with with those two things. And and you're right. It's nice to be able to handcraft and, you know, put yourself up against the masses or the computer. And if you win, you feel good. But I'd make far more money gambling and I assume you do as well. So what is your preferred site to gamble on? What is your preferred sport to bet on? And just thoughts in general, any strategies you use? What do you got? I think the uh, like it's the obligatory. You should have multiple places you can bet. Um, you know, we were a win bet platform for a long time, or and they, they were a presenting sponsor, and they offered a well, a solution. But there there are so many solutions, and like especially if you live somewhere like Colorado, like you have to you forget the bonuses. Like I'm not even a bonus hawk in many many cases, especially if I'm dealing with gray market stuff. I, I don't even don't even don't even bring me a bonus. I'm not here for that kind of action. I just want I want access to my money when I want my money. And so yep. me, I think you have like if you want to talk about gray gray area stuff, absolutely bet online to me is is like a premier option. Uh, if you're talking like onshore, the good stuff, uh, FanDuel to me is for everything they aren't they've they have they've kind of like stopped doing for their DFS platform. They are a full-blown tech company when it comes to their gambling platform. And I think I think the combination of just their reputation mixed with their platform gives me the best experience when I'm in a legal state, especially. Like I think I think DraftKings at this point has said and done enough stuff done enough stuff to if you're listening and aware, like like screw them. They they don't like they're actually like they're the reason we need regulators. Like I, I hate to say it, but they're the reason we need them because they're just they're trying to be crooked and you're seeing some of the same behavior from some of these small places, at least with FanDuel, they're, they're a not doing, making those like reputation mistakes, but they also just have a nice platform. You use their app. You, you have a desire, you have a positive experience. And, and to me, that's important, especially because it is nice to just hit a button and do the round Robin. Like I know that the, 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 the police out there will be like, wow, these they're pushing these products on you that are, are <laughs> massive hole. That's fine. But guess what? I, I do. I like to round robin stuff. And I and I like I like round robining my big dogs on an NFL or a college football Saturday because though that's you you can make money that way. You can absolutely find value and especially like favorites or dogs. Like you can fa- find value in that. It's just I like the ease of being able to click a button and say round robin. And and not every platform does that. So it's sometimes it's just the simple things. Like I don't I don't need you to push like 17 pre-built same game parlays. I'm going to build my own. But what I would like is like when my bet ticker comes up, like mm-hmm. let's make it an easy experience for me to bet the same amount on everything, for example. So uh FanDuel to me is by far head and shoulders above everything else when it comes to 
the uh, the onshore stuff and and yeah, like bet on bet online is nice. But also, I mean, you also got to have the guy that you know, like back in the day, you'd call someone named Tony. You make <laughs> bet nowadays. Nowadays, we call those paperhead sites. And honestly, in, in a lot of cases, those have the best inventory. So you almost need some access to those. Come, you know, let's say draft time. The best place to find draft props right now is on paperhead sites. So it, you really do need a little bit of everything. Yeah, no doubt, man. I love FanDuel. FanDuel, I I lost a bet, like a Cooper Cup prop bet, <clears throat> like week one this year. Lost it completely straight out. They mistakenly gave me the win, and I like self-reported myself. That's how dumb I am sometimes. I was like, I was like, I don't want to get jammed up for this later. You guys screwed this up. This is not my money. They're like, no, it's your money. You can keep it. And like, huh. how great is that? That's FanDuel, right. man. You right. can get your cash out immediately. Oh, like, I don't, I don't give a shit if I sound like a shill. It's, it's a good site. <laughs> I don't care. It's great. So I'm with you there. That's good stuff. Fact. The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection, your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations. So please, go and give what you can. And let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope by knowing we all really do care. All right. Awesome. Let's uh, let's pivot to football a little bit. So you're a Giants guy. That is good stuff. I saw Giants Lions this year. Not a great outcome for you guys, but they had a hell of a season. Uh, thoughts on the future. What does this next season look like? What do you hope they get in the draft? Thoughts in general? Oh, man. I mean, well, the coaching situation and like the lack of progress and innovation recently has been it, like Joe, laughable they didn't they weren't winning but on top of that they weren't even trying to resemble a modern franchise so the the change uh bringing in joe shane bringing in brian dable having wink martindale and and mike kafka two relatively progressive like minds when it comes to thinking about offense and defense everything's great and then you know obviously we saw it on the field I understand that they, you know, they're probably not the team that won a playoff game last year more than they are a team that's on the right path and just needs to continue to build the the bottom and middle of that roster. But, you know, as a fan, it is interesting to hear the way people talk about Dan Jones, a.k.a. Danny Dimes. It is interesting to hear how so many other quarterbacks get excuses thrown out when they don't have premier receiving talent they don't have an elite offensive line and so uh, i i think um i wish they didn't have to pay him this year i wish they could have had that option obviously they had to pay him it is what it is they they he will be the i believe the 10th highest paid quarterback projected assuming there's a couple of more deals this offseason uh when we start the season so that doesn't sound that horrible to me and to me again circling back to brian dable the culture he's building, the entire offense was in Arizona. Offensive linemen were out there, running backs were out there. The whole <laughs> offense was out in Arizona training. And to me, that's that's the culture that you can only build by being like a human and connecting with the players yeah. and and taking it to a place where, you know, people actually want to play. Like everyone's making news of 
Saquon Barkley not going to show up to some voluntary stuff. He was out in Arizona training with the team. So obviously mm-hmm. this is just a contractual like uh, tango where they just have to do this. And so I love the culture. I love the direction. I love how they run a modern offense. And I'm optimistic about the fact that they can compete in a relatively mm-hmm. weak NFC. Awesome, man. Yep. Good call there. All right. Fantasy football wise, uh, I assume that you uh, play normal fantasy. I mean, we talk DFS, we talk gambling. If you're playing normal fantasy, what's your preferred uh, format site? Uh, You know, what do your leagues look like year to year? How dare you put a label on me? I I think fantasy really going through a transitional period here. I I would say this, like a lot changed when uh, when kids got into the equation. Uh, in terms of time that you can commit to uh, fantasy sports, right. especially. So uh, I would say, you know, back in the day, I would have, I, I, I played in an IDP league. I was all in on that kind of stuff. I was even a guy that was like writing like game matchup uh, previews between the, the teams. But nowadays I, I'm a sucker for canceling as many season long managed <laughs> teams that I've really tried to get like I still play with my college but I, I still have too many leagues mm-hmm. where, where I, I'm, I'm trying to get down to where I just have a couple of like the social leagues where I, I stay connected with old buddies and then I mm-hmm. play I'm heavy into the FFPC the, fa- the fantasy football players championship I play in their main event so if you're not familiar it's a it's a season-long manage that funnels into a tournament style and so I'll usually fire uh, two or three teams there. Maybe I'm actually going to be playing in their bare knuckle challenge this year, which is 28 rounds, best ball. You're not allowed to have any notes, no pen and paper. The only thing you can use is the draft board. So wish me luck. And then, <laughs> and then heavy, uh, heavy into like best ball has kind of changed the game for me. So it pairs very nicely with DFS. Um, it's not quite as solved though. Out for the obvious reasons of just incredible, incredible amounts of unmeasured variance. I mean, like they're underdogs on their second massive contest already this year. It's a super flex. And yeah, to, to your point, I think some of the beauty of best ball is it is DFS in a in a different in a different set of clothing um, with uh, like a more unsolved uh, yeah. problem. And so I. I fire as much as i can into the various best ball stuff um and then yeah like once the season starts like i'll i'm in i'm in the weekly dfs grind nice that's a good uh you know family first man we get it i get it yeah completely out on dynasty deb all that stuff is great if i was a younger man i would i would be eating (laughs) up all that shit i'd probably be playing college fantasy (laughs) as well but i just like for me, I had to kind of build these lanes of what I can mm. do and what I can't do. And I love football. I just, I got it's like super to- flex, man. I, I can't uh, stand I- it. Can't stand fucking super flex, man. What's Gary, your, I'm, I, with I, you. I, I'm with you. What's the point? I hear the argument of this. It more represents the value of quarterbacks in real life. Bullshit. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but I, I will say it's just like when I step into these these underdog super flex drafts that I've been mm-hmm. doing, you know, yeah. just horrible quarterbacks oh. going in the fifth round. It's right. like this feels right. wrong. <laughs> I, I, I play in the Scott Fishbowl for, and, and, because it's great calls, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a super flex, right? Only one. Only one. And I've, I just got back into it like two, three years. I suck. But <laughs> I'm active. 
<laughs> and I, I try to participate. I really just don't give a shit because I mean, realistically, it's just not my thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, kind of with you got yeah. what you like and, you know, and best ball. I don't know. It's climbed up my, uh, mm, climbed up my good. ranks a lot. Love yeah. best ball. Best ball is great. Cause, uh, I'm with you guys there's only so much time in the day and you know, you draft and you leave the goddamn thing alone. So I'm with you there. It also uh, allows you to stay. Like, I think the beauty, the one, the thing about best ball that is perfect is it, it's, it's all you have to do to prepare mm. for the season because you're right. just, you're, you're like for, forget mock drafts. Imagine if you did a mock draft where people actually had a stake. And mm. so they're really, they're really making those like player a or player B decisions and building you the perfect ADP ladder. So if mm. nothing else, you become aware of how people are valued. Um, yep. And so I, I think at least that way you're, you're coming away with information and you're not just wasting your whole off season draft, you know, spending two hours right. a night drafting, hiding away from the children and in the garage drafting. <laughs> you're at, you know, that, that accumulated knowledge eventually is, is what's going to drive the engine right. that allows me to do a draft with no notes. So, no, yeah, I think, no, I think, no, and even, no. even, even onto the gambling stuff, right? Cause it very easily can give you positions to, to fire off on these player part prop markets. You ever remember something and go, damn, I didn't, I forgot I remembered that shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, in general, all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a bit of a heavy, heavy thinker and, and I, I do yeah. like to, to take my medicine, if you know what I mean. So, uh, <laughs> there's right, all, right, the, right. all the time that happens. Oh, yeah. It, Ah, uh, morning. Nothing like waking up to crying kids, hungry pets, and an angry alarm clock. All a football fan wants is to get your kids to school, feed the dogs, and clock in at the office, and then you can finally settle in and enjoy a moment of peace with your morning cup of coffee. And you are just in time for the SGPN IDP Pro Manager Podcast, nice. which your idiot league mates haven't yet discovered. Ha! Let Brad, Craig, and Gary start your day with all the reliable IDP information you need. Money. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern on the SGPN Fantasy Football YouTube channel, where your SGPN IDP pros know exactly what you need. Awesome. Besides another cup of coffee. So we'd, we'd be uh, remiss if we didn't ask since this is an IDP podcast. So Gary told me you played <laughs> once 20 years ago and, and haven't picked it up. What happened? Boo. <laughs> I, would, I would say played once in that it was one league. Okay. I, I, uh, I basically, I got, I, you know, it's my, it's my origin story. I moved <laughs> yeah. to California after college. I, I graduated <laughs> from Virginia Tech, go Hokies. And I moved out to California, had a buddy that was was trying to get into like the entertainment industry. And I, I was not. And I got my first job working for, e if you remember eFax, it was like, a, you know, e faxing over email. That's how it was. So, <laughs> so it was like, oh, funny. this is hilarious because both faxing and email are old ass technologies. Right, but right, yeah, right. you could send faxes over email. And, and they had, uh, I joined and, and I very quickly, because I, I was always kind of the guy that found his way into a, a betting or, or office pool situation found the fantasy and they played idp there and i was like what is this what do you mean you have defensive players this is interesting and then mm -hmm. i very quickly realized that no one actually like the rankings on yahoo were horrible edge to be had in terms of just drafting these mm -hmm. middle linebackers and safeties on dog shit teams who <laughs> just gonna right. just yeah. accumulate yeah. tackles and mm -hmm. yeah i think we i think we i want to say we started like eight defensive players 
nice players yeah it was like you know a couple alignment a couple linebackers a couple defensive backs and some some guard positions but in a way that was so that would have been 2004 12 team probably yeah that's a nice size uh depth chart scoring was such that the defense was so valuable that if you if you did that right you just dominate yeah. And so, yeah, I, I had some, you know, I had some nice years dominating the uh, the work colleagues there. But then it was it was like once that league, like once you take I, advantage of Susie and file. Oh, did have Stacy in accounting who was just, <laughs> right. We we all thought she just liked it to she because she hated hanging out down in accounting. So she she did it only to come up and hang out in like the IT the help desk area. But yeah. Uh, yeah. she she was t- tremendously bad, and we were definitely all <laughs> taking her money. But <laughs> she, uh, but yeah, I mean it, it was fun. I just once I once a league wasn't presented to me, I didn't seek it out. So I kind of right. not until mm-hmm. I was at the fantasy expo a couple years ago. Was I even like back into like, well, wow, people still play this? Like, I, I, I was completely unaware of the idea that people were still playing it. And I mean, I, I get it. I love it. It's the, it's a degenerate yeah. angle yeah. on fantasy. That's, that's what I love. I love when people see something and they say, you know what? I like to go a little deeper, please. And so that's what IDP is. I just, again, it's like a whole nother, I know all the guys. Well, unless I'm the edge is still the same and you just look. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not inviting you to my league because more than likely you're probably uh, the gambler in you is bullshitting me, and you just. You know, <laughs> oh, it is which... because I, I I'm I'm routinely on yeah. tackle props yeah. every year because the, yeah. that's a marketplace and right. props where similar yeah, yeah. to GDP, there there's, right. a, there's there's like public perception, and then there's like find find like the guy that no one knows mm. on the Falcons that's just gonna have a zillion tackles. Well, yeah. I would assume it's it's still a similar game. There's just so much more data on it. I almost think there's yeah. like IDP has almost grown to where it's like the king of niche. Yeah. Like it, I would imagine it's more played than like Debbie and some of these other like college and stuff like that. So I'd hope so. I don't mess with DV. Don't know. I don't mess around with that too much. So been doing IDP for a long time, and that was just an advantage. Do you play in leagues with only defensive players? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, except I for Scott Fish. Yeah, I do. I'm in best balls with only defensive players. So there's no offensive positions. No, none. Excellent. I'm almost intrigued by this because I've only ever played in the mixed format. So I, this is almost interesting to me, dude. I've got, I've got problems. I played in a kicker DST league a couple years ago. Uh, See, that is crazy because I would be fine if we just eliminated kickers. Yeah, Yeah, the the defense special teams. I'm okay with that, but. Or if it was just a team's kicker. Like, I hate that you have to take a guy and then that guy could just evaporate in three weeks right. because he missed the kick. <laughs> like, let's yeah. change that. Actually, I've, have you ever, that's actually a fun kind of niche format of fantasy that I've played before where you're, you're just firing on, like, teams' positional groups. And so huh. you're, you're kind of drafting more into, like, a game situation than you are actual players. It can be fun. Anyway, yeah. Only in Vegas. Ever notice these days how things have changed with sports entertainment? Suddenly everyone is edgy and they don't mind offending people with offensive words. It's everywhere. Podcasts, to radio, to primetime TV. All I want are NFL defensive player reports. Maybe a quick update on the best streaming corners. And yet, I have to hear about the dirty O. That's right. Offensive player discussions and hot takes blocking my path to the sweet, 
sweet defensive information I need. Bullshit. That was until I found the IDP Pro Players Podcast. And now, unless the IDP Pros, John or Gary, mess up, Uh I know I'm not going to be offended by their no-dirty-o approach. So take my word for it. Catch the Sports Gambling IDP Pro Player Podcast every week and leave the dirty-o behind. So if you or someone you know has an IDP degenerate problem, that's terrific. And the fantasy move to make is to go follow a couple of the best veterans in the fantasy football industry. That was on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R-O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Vegas, let's get you on record here. So predictions next year, NFL, who goes to the NFC AFC title game? Who wins the big one? What do you think? Oh, man, so many people. I would assume you've already heard a lot of people say the Lions and the Jags. Um, <laughs> I, I just can't wait to fade that angle. Uh, honestly, uh, to me, if I was going to try to get cute, I wouldn't get cute with, I, I think Patrick Mahomes will be there. So I, you know, let's figure out one other team. Um, you know, would I love it to be a surprise like Steelers story? Yeah. But I, you know what? I'll say the dolphins. I, I will say, I, I think maybe the bills already peaked. So I'll say dolphins chiefs on one side and then, on the NFC side, it's so up in the air to me. I think I think the the narrative that the, the Lions, like with Jared Goff, are a legit contender is kind of laughable. I don't really see anyone in, in the NFC South that is intriguing. It's hard to not want to just pencil in the Niners, but then you're like, wait, wait a second, who who's the quarterback? I mean, Tommy John again. I back, throw it back to my old days. I used to play fantasy baseball. I mean, Tommy John. I don't think that's like a six month injury. So maybe, and Trey Lance, according to you guys sucks. So I'm really confused at what you guys are doing here. And so, yeah, there's just, it's a lot of uncertainty. It's hard to not say Eagles as much as a, as a Giants fan, it pains me. So I'll, 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 I'll go way off the reservation and I'll say that uh, two teams in the NFC East play, let's say Giants and Eagles in the NFC championship. Ooh. Although I, I do love Seattle next. I do. I think Seattle probably not going to get all the way there, but they're going to be a very frisky contender in the West. Yeah, no doubt. Gino, man. Gino on the comeback. Love it. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So I know Gary's going to hate this, but it, it's good interview. So I'm going with it. Tell us. No about- dirty O, man. God nope, damn, we nope. made it this far. Even, now you're going to crack that shit open. Even worse than that, Gary. Tell me about some of your other favorite <laughs> sports that you like to watch and bet on. Oh, I see. Oh. I'm gonna make Gary happy. Only football, oh, baby. You know, really? No, no. I, I Kyle. I, here's how I would rank. Did you say just only football? Football is king. College football, XFL, yeah. USFL, yeah. AAF, uh, wow. EFL. Yeah. All of these FCS football. All of these work mm-hmm. for me. I do love college basketball. Uh, I, I I find that college basketball, uh, not to sound like an old man, but the it's it's really becoming one of the more pure forms of anything. Can't stand the uh, don't don't let the NBA guys hear this, but can't stand the NBA. <laughs> I, I mean, watching these playing games, they're still not trying. Uh, yeah. We we caught a lot of shit. We put out a poll: who was going to play first, Demar Hamlin or Zion Williamson? And all these people got angry at us. And yet, yeah. you know what? DeMar Hamlin's yeah. going to play before Zion. So the, the list is pretty short. I, I would say um, <laughs> I do watch uh, youth soccer. I coach my kids and, and, and are heavily involved there. You know, I'll, I'll watch a fight if it's on. I lean more MMA than boxing. Um, 
WWF, I, any wrestling in you? Not, not, not a big yeah. wrestler. Not a, I, when I was a kid, I kind of was into it. Not, not so much anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah hockey yeah. playoffs. I always, always mm. check in for the hockey playoffs. Those are fun. Mm. And you know, baseball. Grew up a big baseball fan, big Yankees fan. Always take the kids to a couple games every year. But, and I honestly, I kind of like some of the changes they made, but not, not something I'm used to be. Night, day, and like. Fantasy baseball, daily roster changes, full season rotisserie, like used to do that. And uh, not an, I just can't really get dialed in all the way. So honestly, like for me as a sports fan, it's like NFL and college all the way through pick up college basketball kind of as that's ending, take college basketball through April. And then it's this time of year where it's like, well, what do you, what do you get into? It's like, ah, I like the golf majors. Those are fun. And I'll kind of pop in and out uh do my best ball in the off season and like mm. it's already the nfl draft so the nfl certainly in their like their campaign to take over every month of the calendar year <laughs> with major events it's beautiful it makes life easy right we got the draft in two weeks and then you know we'll take it from there i heard some type of rumor uh don't quote me something about maybe letting them do bets on scripted wrestling matches oh yeah <laughs> That's I mean you can you can already get down on wrestling if you if you wanted to but now it does seem like they're going to find a way to get these things in the regulated books which mm-hmm. obviously is pretty crazy knowing yeah. that it is it's actually like this isn't cue the X-Files music like all oh, this game is fixed <laughs> because Scott Foster's on it this is they actually have writers like they have people they pay they call them writers. right. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I want that job. That's it, the only job I'll move it, leave an SGPN for. I can tell you right now. <laughs> oh, I mean, the fact that you can bet on this stuff is is remarkable to me. People uh, know the outcome. But what's the what's the wildest thing you've bet on, and what's the best bet you've won? Oh man, yeah. Wild, the wildest thing I bet on was probably. So, I mean, it's it's a it's a puppy bowl story, but <laughs> in, inside inside info on the puppy bowl <laughs> bet way too much. And this was kind of before they would limit you on these gimmick. They they weren't like gimmicky or they were gimmicky, but they weren't like as aggressive in limiting you. And I bet way too much on a on an inside info that turned out to be false. Um, as far as as the best, like just the the most the most electric win or most electric like feeling of a win. Uh, I give out a first half parlay every week of the NFL season, five teams. And for whatever reason, I, I was, I was chasing a little bit that week. I just, I just put much more than I normally put on this bet. And it was one of those games like the parlay was completely cooked. Like two of the two, three of the, the five games were not looking good. They were, I want to say it was like three overs that were just, the games were like three, nothing into the second quarter. Oh. And, and within like this minute stretch, everything went my way. And I, I remember it was one of those moments where I was like, I got to, I almost need to go outside and have a cigarette. Like this was, <laughs> this was an unbelievable feeling of euphoria Cause I was, ha- I think I was having a bad day overall and it was just like, bang. And a five teamer can really shoot, shoot some life into you, especially when you've gone from your normal, you know, let's just say quarter unit bet to two units on it. Mm. So 
that that was uh, that was crazy. I also had this moment, uh, March Madness, a number of years ago, where I had a, an amazing day, uh, and the next day I go to the window to collect all my winnings, and the cashier is just like each ticket, like ching ching in, in my head, and she's like, "Well, do you want to make any bets with this?" And it was like, you know, we'll, we'll call it like four thousand dollars. I want to put all of it. Uh, Cornell versus Wisconsin in. And Cornell, the Ivy League school, was like plus 180, plus 170. I put all of it on this plus one, almost a two-to-one dog. They had, they were, the game was over by halftime. Cornell had crushed them. And I, 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 I tell this story often because it actually, it was, it's one of my biggest wins ever. But it was also like, I was a little bit sad. I didn't get that same feeling as the five team parlay. I got almost no sweat out of it. And I remember thinking, like, this was supposed to be the coolest fucking thing I've ever done. <laughs> and I was like, where, where, like, I, almost like a junkie. Like, where's my action? <laughs> where, where's my dopamine? Yeah. yeah. Come on, come on, come on. I understand right. the money's good, but. No, oh, yeah. Dude, I've been there, man. Last time the Saints played the Jets, Taysom Hill was killing the clock in the last two minutes, and he broke through the line and ran for that, like, 70-yard oh. rushing touchdown or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. That locked that got me my five leg parlay it, he needed rushing yards and a rushing touchdown and both happened on that but that that hit that hit a dopamine when you see it happen like that's what we're chasing the money's nice but you guys are the gambling degens i am not i i, I gamble i dabble i've won some money i i dabbled in idp props last year but i've actually decided i'm not i'm not going to go there I, even though i was well above well you're or, welcome if you ever want to come back i'm gonna let the you know idp we just discussed it it's already the, the redheaded stepchild of fantasy football kind of you know so uh i'm watching these guys who work out there in twitter and social media they're working it I just don't see an instant avenue, and I think I would rather let that build up a little bit before I even really think about putting some serious effort into it, other than making my own bets. Yeah, I got to tell you my weirdest, weirdest win I've ever had. You used to have his boss, man. You ever do horse racing? Oh, yeah, all the time. Okay, so he hauls me down to Kentucky from up here in Dayton, above Dayton, Ohio, right? He wants me, he, he just hates driving. So he offers me cash and says, man, we're, I'll, you know, I'll, you can drink, you know, all this, right? Okay, cool, dude, we'll go. We get down there, dude, you know, just start a tab, hands me some money and shit. I can give a shit less. I'm walking around this, uh, I can't even tell you where it was, but it was, uh, they were just showing like uh, closed circuit TV. The races were on California thing. I decide I'm going to throw 50 bucks on a bet on a horse. I know nothing about this. He tells me a couple of things. I look and I'm like, well, man, so now the odds on this horse right here is the longest, right? Yeah. Yeah. He just laughed at me. I put 50 bucks on me. He told me I was an idiot. (laughs) I walked out of there about $1,300 a little bit later. Oh, nice. I've had a trip there before. Beautiful. Not a gambler, though. says the man who put $50 on a long shot at a horse track. (laughs) I mean, if you had maybe said dog track, I would, you know, I'd like to get into some of that shit. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, I mean, my, I I have an Italian side of the family. We would visit that Italian side of the family. My grandfather would, would come back from like the dog. They have dog tracks in Rhode Island and he would come back from the dog. I knew it. That's some real, 
That's some real old country degenerate stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of dynasty, individual defensive players, super flex, and beyond. That was IDPGuys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football. Alrighty, we're we're getting close here, so let's get a couple legit questions in here. So, serious one for you. What does the future look like for SGPN? Oh, we're, I mean, up more. We, we joke that our strategy is more, you know, I would say we, we've, we've grown a lot, um, you know, depending on when you, you bolted on to the, the spaceship, we've been, we've certainly been growing. I mean, we're up to over 30 feeds as far as podcasts, a number of them now going to video, obviously have the website. I, I think, I think the the plan is just continue to be more. I mean, I think right now our our biggest advantage is we're an independent company that can launch shows and give them time to grow. We can you know bring people on and give them time to grow and develop that audience. And I think you're seeing it, especially in the sports gambling space. I mean, I know fantasy is very diluted, but sports gambling is also very diluted, and a lot of these big major media companies thought it would be as simple as like, let's throw together a good looking person and a former athlete and have them talk about fantasy DFS or fantasy or sports betting. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing is a lot of people seem to be changing their, their minds on who and, and what that show is looking like. And that tells me that they're realizing that, you know, back to my earlier comment about the intimacy of podcasting and how, difficult it is to convert someone to long form content uh, i think i think it's bad it's it, that that's that's the benefit we have and so i think for us it's continuing it's kind of like let's figure out what's working what's not working i think you know we're seeing sh- our, some of our shows start to really take off and that's awesome and then it's you know what's the next thing uh, wh- how can we continue to develop and and grow as an organization so that we can continue to offer greater exposure mm-hmm. and greater distribution and, and a greater base audience for, for someone to tap into and, and you know whatever their lane is to find other people that are interested in that lane so you know not to sound cliche but it's more and it's it's honestly us continuing to kind of fight the small business independent like we joke that we're going after big corporate gambling but that's really what we're doing i mean we're trying to zig when they zag. We're trying to just to, to get into the cracks like IDP, like USFL football, like disc league, mm-hmm. things that aren't necessarily mainstream because there's still an audience. And all that we've learned during the pandemic is people will find things they're interested in if you provide them, right. if you provide something that's quality. And so that, that that's where we're at. That's where we're going. And, you know, hopefully we can have a conversation next year where we're talking about you know, some sort of live distribution where, you know, we, we essentially no different than some of these other sports gritty type of uh, organizations can, can be providing content to people 24 hours a day. That's awesome, man. Speaking, speaking of plans for the future, is there anything you want to shout out, talk about? I mean, shout out to the NFL draft and, and Roger Goodell, our commissioner for making the best product ever. No, I mean, you know, look, we're, we're, (laughs) 
we're uh, we're just continuing to do it. I mean, honestly, like this time of year, you're 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 listening to a an IDP podcast, and you might want to check mm-hmm. out other uh, football content. We have an NFL gambling podcast. Uh, we have a prop cast. We have the sports gambling podcast. We're going to be diving deep into the draft. We're going to be doing a live draft, mock draft. We're going to be doing a live draft stream, and then yeah, just. I would I would encourage you to check out all the other shows on the on the oh, yeah. fantasy feed. Uh, that that's really one of our focuses this year is like we, you know we being very candid about you. Not not that this is a plug or anything, but be, being very candid with you, we we kind of originally thought we could build fantasy the same way we built everything else with it with finding people that are already into the brand and having them kind of dive into this area they might be into. But fantasy is very unique and it, it it's it's hard to very hard to build a brand because of how diluted it is and how many how many small medium sized mm-hmm. and large fish there are in the sea and so mm-hmm. our big pivot was we want to bring people in that are that are already shown to have success in doing that and so one of the big areas like very excited to, like have people check out the other shows on the network and continue mm-hmm. to to expand and and, do, and see what we can do in terms of like you know making a name for ourselves in the space that's awesome, man. That's a great vision. I love it. Oh, yeah. Gary, you got a uh, last question if you want? I got more of a statement, and that's being a part of this is exciting because what we see from you and Sean reverberates, man. Verberates. Same thing that happened to your Giants. They got a new coach. Uh, love it. And I also love it. We've made it through this show without talking about any fucking dirty O. I like that. I mean, honestly, cult, cult, like I, I, my background. Oh, damn it. Damn it. No, no, no. I'm I'm not going to talk about Dirty O. Oh, no, but you bring up a a great point. Like the, the, the value that I think SGPN brings the average creator is that like my background comes from tech. I I worked in tech for many years and specifically I I managed teams of engineers and Mm -hmm. we, we generally manage the stuff that we only got spoken to when something horrible happened or something broke. Mm -hmm. We weren't getting, we weren't getting praise, right? A little bit of, Mm -hmm. sorry to say it, but offensive line treatment. And so (laughs) culture was important because these people were, you like, they were like, they were, they were going through like stressful stuff. They were going through difficult times. You were, you were doing stuff under the gun, undermanned and all of that good stuff. So along the way I learned how and what, culture really is and what building a team really is and and a lot of that back to like you know offering creative control really like offering a framework and getting out of the way not overly micromanaging right like saying this is this is what we'd like to do what are your thoughts on how to get there and so just little things like that can really amplify especially in the independent workforce right we like candidly the space of content creation and and businesses like ours is very cutthroat you're not you're not working on a massive margin in a lot of cases you're probably not treating your people great because you're replacing them constantly because you're not maybe not paying them good great wages and so you have to offer something else that can be tangential that can like hey like i i know we're not able to to like give you a full-time job or, or whatever that is, like whatever you're looking for. But like what we can hope to offer is this, like we're going to like you're going to plug into this amplification engine, this framework known as SGPN. And hopefully we all win. That's okay. awesome, man. That's uh, I love it. It's a good, good vision. And uh, I've had a great time since I've been here. So 
Absolutely love it. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. This was an excellent one. Make sure you're following the founding father of SGPN. I'm just going to say he is Ryan Kramer, at Kramer-centric with a K on Twitter. Uh, Gary, you want to take us out? Yeah, I can't wait to get Sean on here and see what he has to say about that shit. But anyways. Yo, Rick, I'm the sack. Go to-